0: Hello everyone, welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. You are joining us at 1045 on Monday, February 13th, following following the Dallas Mavericks uh, late game stumble of a loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves 124 to 121, though that description really doesn't do the game justice. It was a weird one.
1: Josh, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I should have known that this was going to be the type of game that happens when I decided to, yeah, late you. volunteer to do the recap.
0: <laughs> yeah, you saved me because I don't know how I would have. I don't know oh what I would have written on this I one.
1: Ca- I kind of feel bad that I denied the public what I think could have been a. If you were in note-taking form for the recap yeah. for this game, I think you would like have. It would have been like six thousand words long. You, yes, it would have.
0: So I mean. Just as a quick r- rundown, if you decided to miss this one, it was Kyrie's home opener. Um, just an awful, an awful basketball game, mm-hmm. by and large. <laughs> just an all like Luca. Luca looked like he'd been to to you know, like he'd just been out. Frankly, you know, he's a little puffy, little off his game, a little pouty. The defense was terrible because the Mavericks don't really have good defenders. Anthony Edwards eight. Uh, and then the, the, the Timberwolves are much bigger than Dallas. I mean, they punished the Mavericks in points in the paint and it just, it looked like a terrible kind of, okay, let's just get this game over with, you know, heading into the fourth quarter with Dallas down by a billion. And then Tyra Kyrie Irving. I mean, there's, there's six, seven players in the NBA that can do what he just did. How many points did he have in the fourth? 26. 26 of his 36 points in the fourth quarter, and it was magic. The Mavericks came all the way back down from, uh, I, don't, I don't even know. It was
1: 26-point lead in the third quarter. They came That's
0: all the underwater. way back. They get within three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Jason kid of it all took over. He doesn't know.
1: We could do the whole podcast just on the end of the game. Well,
0: let's, let's do the fun stuff first. I think, I I think we should, you know, I I like kind of, I don't like (laughs) leading with bitching all the time. I think people get tired of me doing that, but you (laughs) know, just as a preview, Jason kid forgot that he's a basketball coach in the fourth quarter, which is a common occurrence. Um, and the, the Mavericks late game execution for the second straight game was, pathetic uh the play and then they just they didn't even get a final shot off uh kid let it let a timeout go to waste even though the mavericks had an inbound play with 14 seconds left play got broken up uh and they got the ball and then they just like collectively as a team fart like nobody no one person is is responsible i i don't really know i mean stuff like that happens i was i was just very disappointed in the execution for but it it part of it comes to say that that
1: let's just talk about the fun stuff first yeah okay well i mean let's be real the only fun stuff was kyrie irving's fourth quarter um yes it was it was pretty insane um you know he was three shy of the team record for most points in a quarter by a mavericks player which i don't know if you i remember but it was dirk with 29 in a home game against utah and also that was also the fourth quarter for dirk i have that i don't know why but that game is like etched in my memory i just. I remember where I was when I watched that game. It was it was pretty crazy. It was just one of those. With how Dirk scores twenty nine is like
0: might as well be seventy. Quarter.
1: It was one of those games where he just caught the ball and just drove, and he just drove every single time and and scored. It was pretty crazy. Um, But this was this was pretty nuts. Um, I mean, he. It wasn't just that he scored twenty six in the fourth. Like I mean, it was pure like. I'm grabbing the rebound. I'm going up the floor, and I'm shooting. Like I mean, he rarely passed it to anyone else for good reason. Um, and he just—it was just a, an, a, an incredible all-world offensive performance. I mean, he hit some threes in that fourth. Like he had that one in transition. I can't remember. I mean, he had a couple threes in the fourth, but man, he had one where he—I mean, he was full speed with the ball crossing the just half line. stopped on a dime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just nothing but net on a three, and I was just like, holy crap. What, like it was it was, I mean, it was crazy. It was absolutely what made
0: crazy. it more impressive to me was that his shot, like we're we're seeing the the edges of Kyrie superfans and Luca superfans <laughs> circle themselves in a weird knife fight. But once again, that wasn't the thing that I took away from this game. But Luca's or I'm sorry, Kyrie's shot was like incredibly flat for most of the night. He had two or three wide open three point looks that were all short, yep. which and, and have, his shot was just like low. And a, for him to start cooking was was amazing.
1: Can I can I offer a theory as to? Sure. The, I mean, I mean, he actually got to touch the ball in the fourth quarter. Mm. Um, I don't want to skip to the bad part real fast because we were trying to talk about the good stuff. But I mean. If you were intently watching that game, the first three quarters, he was a spot up shooter with occasionally running a pick and roll over in the that. corner. Yeah. The corner, yeah. not in the like corner. in the corner, not involved in, in the any
0: actions. No, not, not involved
1: in anything. No, just watching Luca do the Luca ball and run in a pick and roll and and then catching the ball in the corner on a spot up, which I mean, you know, he should still be able to make spot up threes. He's a good spot up three point shooter, but I mean, he was just you know, they weren't using him. I mean, he, they dangerous. weren't running plays, like, plays I, I, with him. I, yeah. it, was, it was crazy. And then, it, I mean, seriously, like the fourth quarter started, he starts the game without Luca on the floor, and he just, like, he's doing stuff. Like, I mean, remember when we watched, you know, we had this conversation a bunch when Christoph Przingis was here, and remember we would kind of, like, watch these games where he would just, like, miss all these spot-up looks? Yeah. And we're like, what is going on with him? And then he would have, like, a really good game, and it would usually happen because he's just touching the ball. Not necessarily like driving, just like dribble handoffs, stuff like that. Like just being engaged, moving around the floor. And those would usually be his best games. And like, you know, Kyrie is a superstar. And while he doesn't need to have like a 30 usage rate to be effective and he has some off-ball skills, you you can't expect him to just sit in the corner for however many minutes, what, 36 minutes? And 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 be productive.
0: And what I don't understand, and look, These guys still probably haven't had a practice. They probably Mm. won't have a practice. At this point in the year, they might come back from all-star break a day early and and maybe run some, like, do some walkthroughs, but there is no practice. This is all theory, and you assume that basketball savants can get together and figure this stuff out. Mm. I think they will, but I don't, you know, Luca calling the same pick and roll over and over. You know, Brian Damaris made a point when this trade went down of emphasizing how Luca should never get doubled again. Once again, I saw a lot of Luca doubling.
1: Well, it's easier to double when Kyrie's sitting in the corner.
0: That's exactly right? my point
1: because he's so, not the trigger man. He's not the guy that's catching the ball. You know, so they're, I, they're cool I don't Luca if fault. Dwight's catching the ball or Reggie Bullock's catching the ball. Like they don't care. I,
0: I, I don't know who's at fault because when I mentioned earlier kind of the, the budding, like, just online beef between people who love Kyrie. And as I've learned, there are people that love Kyrie. He's the Kobe of this generation of people that just love him regardless. And there's a lot of worldwide fandom for Luca. same sort of thing. And, and it's, to me, I don't, I think smart players figure it out. Like, I, Chris Esperzingis was not on Kyrie's level. No, not even close. Not in, not with how the game is played today. So Luca didn't really. Right. Luca couldn't. Porzingis couldn't demand what Kyrie I think can get to, uh, and Luca's talked about it. That's what's been interesting. He's been like very effusive on how fun he thinks it is to play with Kyrie Irving. So at that point, it requires our Hall of Fame point guard head coach to perhaps dictate something that gets these two involved in an action together it's a wild concept and and hear me out i think jason kidd should do some coaching
1: yeah yeah for sure but we're you know and then my counter will be you know we've had two coaching staffs and mm. they've played luca has played one way for two coaching staffs right and, and by the way that last coaching staff was one that liked to call a lot of plays and a lot of sets so it's true um, You're right yeah, no, I don't. That. I'm not trying to stick up for kid because like we good Lord, like I said, we can have an entire podcast about the the, the final you yeah. know, minute of this game. But I think there's a delicate balance going on right now because a lot of the reason Carlisle left was I think they had reached the limit of him being able to coach or push Luca, you know, like Luca did not. From the reporting we got, Luca did not like Rick. He didn't like how Rick treated other players and he didn't, you know, there was just a, fric- a friction there because Rick is a control freak and you know, Luca's, maybe I don't know if he's a control freak, but you know, when you're as good as him, you know, there's, there's going to be some friction there. And so a lot of the kid hiring was kind of to be like that, you know, to be like a seance and just, you know, be like a you know, cool vibes and let's chill. let's Let's have a good relationship and let's get through this. And now we're going to get to the point where like, okay, that, that part of it is cool. Like, cool, you've got that part down. But there has to be a balance between like singing Kumbaya and, and, and being Lucas Bud and, and just letting him do whatever he wants and trying to push him a little bit into a direction that can be more productive down the road.
0: I think and I mean, that's been, that, that's that's been the thing. where I've sat for a couple of weeks now. And I think it's the best way forward. And I think mm-hmm. you have to push him. I think he wants to and be coached
1: yeah yeah, and then the but again the ball's in lucas court at the end of the day like he's that's still, true and he had a rough
0: like i'm not sure if we've really addressed it properly he had a rough game you know the, dude, the box dude, through three quarters
1: crazy. he was the reason that that game was as bad as yeah, it was his defense
0: his, his decision making and griping yeah and it, it was real it was real rough and you know kudos to him for when he came back in the fourth quarter yes for yes. continuing to feed Kyrie like yep, that i put that in the re-
1: I put that in the recap that that was a good sign and maybe that's like, maybe that's the springboard, you know, to to get this thing in the right direction.
0: See, that's why I just think it's more coaching and direction than it is anything else. Because Luca's not going to do anything different from his MVP caliber play unless (laughs) someone is like, hey, let's try some stuff. Let's get weird. Let's run some plays. I mean... The, the ball, like there's been a stat that's been floating around, small sample size theater, but it's like the sheer number of passes the Mavericks were making when Luka was out compared to when Luka came back in. It dropped by like 30 percent. And and that that's a, that's a thing that's hard to ignore. And so while I will remain a Luka Doncic super fan, I think that they have to figure this out. And I think that it's the coaching staff that needs to sort of mediate and not just let two superstars figure it out. Because let's get to the other thing beyond the offense. Because the offense, I just I, – I, we overemphasize it because it's more fun and, frankly, it's a little easier to talk about. But the problem is they can't get stops.
1: No, no the defense is horrible. Um, what the Kings had 74 points in the paint uh, on Saturday. Uh, Timberwolves had 64 Um, you're not gonna win. I don't think any NBA team is gonna win a two-game stretch when you're giving up a hundred and what thirty-eight points in the paint across two games. Um it's mind blowing how bad it is right now. Uh and I mean again, like the wolves like the wolves shut nine of twenty-nine from three. Like this isn't one of those games where you're like, ah, you know, they got hot. What are you gonna do? Like they're the winning team to watch. The, the Wolves shot twenty three of twenty six at the rim. They were nine of seventeen. <laughs> like that's not getting hot. Like ugh, it's, it's impossible, right? Like you can't. It, it's not sustainable. And the thing that's really frustrating is it's not like the Wolves were doing cool shit. It was just like, dude, straight line drives. You mm-hmm. know, like it's just you just have to keep your man in front of you, and they're not. Like I saw so many. Like in Luca, it was Luca. It was. um you know green had a couple that were like over over eager over-eager closeouts and then the wolves are just dribbling right in the paint with you know no contest and you know the mavericks rim protection isn't good um but a way that you could maybe help out your bad big bigs that can't really guard the rim well is maybe you don't have them have to guard a billion two on one situations at the rim you know mm. like mm. Yeah, kind of Dwight. Yeah, like Dwight Powell and Christian Wood and Javale McGee aren't it in terms of rim defense. And dude, how many times do we see those? Both, all three of those guys just get shoved out of the way, and then a the Wolves player just kind of score a layup. Like they were. I'm not trying to excuse them, but like we know that they're bad. Like we know right. that they're that they're not you know good rim protectors. The only way you can make it better is if you just be like, "Hey, I'm just going to stay in front of my guy." But apparently, mm-hmm. that's too much to ask. Or for. commit to like a switch heavy.
0: I mean, it that's where we're getting into the weeds elements of it. Like I, the big rotation right now, misses Maxie Kleber so stinking bad. They don't know what to do. Cause it's like, do I pal tries real hard? But he has a negative 15 and 14 minutes. You know the the Javale McGee experiment ended hysterically quickly. He was a negative five in
1: two minutes of yeah, play. That, that was a fun couple game run, but that that's over. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, I hope it's over. Yeah, uh, yeah him throwing him out there ahead of Wood, who Wood kills me, but Wood can at least put the ball in the basket. I mean, where Wood need Wood needs to be more decisive on defense. He get he block hunts, and so he gets his ass kicked sometimes by people who make basic moves.
1: Well, and, and also he weighs like. One hundred. Yes. put
0: him into the stanchion a few times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's just bully, and that's what Luca does to people. So I'm like, okay, you know what? What are you gonna do? Um, you know, this was a. a, Josh Green is absolutely allowed to have a bad game. Yep. Right. Yes. Like that's that's everybody's so excited for him, as we should be. Rudy Gobert is one of the few players I think lives in his dome. Because Rudy took him out of the Utah series last year. Now, game three, he had an incredible game. He had like two or three shots. I mean, more than this. But he had a good – like he was a big reason uh, um, Josh Green was why the Mavericks won, I want to say, game three. And – but it, basically they didn't – Rudy disrespected Green, just left him alone. And there were plays tonight where it was just like they didn't care that Green existed. And – that, like, watching that become, the, this is the first game we've had in several, at least a few weeks, where the disrespect that Josh Green gets most nights, because he does, teams don't guard him. They don't, no. like, they, they, like, they, or they don't know how to guard him, because he gets, like, one dribble moves to the basket. Now, he's making all this. This is not a slide at Green, but it was odd to see him not make a team pay after he's done this for a few weeks, so just thinking about that where it's like he's still got some growth to do he got up 11 shots in 38 minutes four rebounds four assists you know he was he more or less played you know he's he tried on defense and and 38 minutes like i, I it's he just has to be he has to be allowed to have a bad offensive game now and then like they can't rely on him to have 20 like 15 20 points like he right has right been.
1: Right, and honestly, they were they would have gotten. I mean, like we said, they the Mavs finished shooting what fifty percent from the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, they made more three pointers than the Wolves. So, like, yep. they can win games when Green is when Green has a bad game like this because yep. that's why you get Kyrie and Luca. Because as much bitching as I'm gonna do about the process, the, the, dude, the, they both combined to score sixty nine points. Like. Yep their talent is going to outweigh bad process a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, the only time it's wor- it's going to really worry me is like in the playoffs when they are scouting and, and they're well, playing and better then- teams consistently. But the problem is, is like, okay, green finally had an off game, but then it's mm-hmm. like – Wood was the only other person that scored double figures. And it's just like – And Wood's minutes
0: distributions are just – I don't understand. I don't understand kids' rotations because that that allows me like an easy transition into the back half of what I want to talk about here, where I understand that the Mavs don't have bodies, where Tim Hardaway going down actually forces Theo Pinson to play more. Yep. And, you know, folks are going to look at the plus minus and tell me I'm wrong here. Theo Pinson played while Kyrie got hot. That was the extent of why Theo Penson has a team leading plus twelve, okay, because he was right. in the game. But that Theo has to be in the game. is extremely challenging for this team rotation minutes because they went small in the fourth and and challenge you know and, and basically tried. To the only take thing Rudy. that worked. Yeah, but did it work because Kyrie got hot, or did it work because <laughs> Theo was in the game? It got. I mean,
1: I think it only – defensively, it kind of worked just because the Wolves were like, oh, we got to match up. Like, mm-hmm. they they abandoned Rudy way too yep. quickly, I think. Because, dude, Rudy was 21 points, 9-9 and from the field. Like, right. They – I don't know what – like, Rudy is a weird player. I don't know what this thing is about him, like, just not getting enough t- – like, there were possessions at the start of that fourth quarter where, like, he had his guy pin- – like, all you have they to don't, do is no, make the p- easiest they don't pass him because he
0: has, he has hands like early stage Eric Dampier.
1: Yeah, he had why. three turnovers. Yeah. But that's yeah. like, if he, I think if he would have stayed in the game, this, even with Kyrie's explosion, this might have been like, yeah, a seven or eight point Wolves win instead of yeah. like one going down on the buzzer. But uh, I could see that. But I could see that. But, but you know, at least that was something like, you know, we criticized Kid for sitting around with his hands in his pockets, but at least like he was like, all right. None of my bigs are doing anything. Yeah. Let me try to get Gobert off the floor by just going small. And it, it worked. I mean, it, was the, it was the only quarter the Wolves didn't score 30 points.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, so. okay. Maybe maybe I'm being unfair. I just, no, 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 I no, can't handle. It's not his, it's not any of these guys' fault. But it just shows sort of like, you know, you trade for Kyrie and you do a two-for-one swap. So the the Dallas depth has just been eviscerated. And these guys have to play. Yeah, this and, is why this is
1: a game where like people like bitching about them signing Justin Holiday. I'm like, look, I get it. He's not exciting, and I mean, maybe there's not, but like they could have signed whoever they signed. Like is gonna be in, like is gonna get minutes right now. Like, just a few minutes. Yeah, we're talking yeah, like ten minutes out. a game because
0: like you look at the back like the bench minutes: twenty three for Wood, two for McGee, thirteen for Frank, who had enough. You know, he hit one three. Um, Theo Penson hit a pair of threes in nineteen minutes. Which were both good-looking shots, and uh, Jaden Hardy hit hit a field goal, um, but did nothing in his 16 minutes. I mean, like a remarkable amount of nothing from Jaden yeah. Hardy in six. That's hard. God, that's I wow. Um, and so it's a kid, sort of. He's he's trying to steal time, and I understand this now. Where I will be critical of the stealing time issue is like there's certain pairings you cannot have on the floor together. Right, Please stop to pairing Theo and Pin Theo and, and Hardy together. Please stop. Right, it's not fair to either of them.
1: They might need to. I don't know if they're going to do it, but maybe they need to look at because basically they're still running the same rotation with the starters, where Luke is playing, Uh but all of the first, all of the third, and maybe Uh they need to just stagger. You know, they did that because they kind of had to, right? Like they just because Dinwiddie wasn't doing it, and they were losing all the minutes Luke wasn't on the floor. So I feel like they were like, "Here's the." Here's how we feel like we can maximize his minutes. Well, now you got Kyrie. So, does Luca have to play the whole first quarter? Does he have to play the entire third quarter? Like, maybe you can and and credit. You know, Luca actually only played 36 minutes in this game, which is kind of remarkable. Uh, he actually was the fourth, only the fourth most in minutes played. So, maybe you can get Luca's minutes down a little bit, or even if it's not down, just redistribute them. Like, he doesn't maybe. Maybe pull him earlier in the first quarter so you can put Penson in and you're not putting in Penson and Hardy to start the second quarter. You know, like whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're in a tough bind. Try to mix like, it. Yeah, no. There's I'm not a, an easy I'm, answer.
0: I'm being very critical because I'm frustrated, but I do understand that they're in a bind. Now, part of why I get so heated and continue to do this is this is what happens when you don't honor the, like, the, the spots on the, on the roster. Like you sign a vibes guy and then the vibes guy has
1: to play. <laughs> right. And uh did you see the the Mark Stein uh tidbit? Oh about yeah. Jared's... I was gonna let
0: you bring that up because I think when I do it I come off as just ludicrous. Uh
1: well I mean we're talking about like respecting building the, the end of your roster and Mark Stein in his latest like newsletter or whatever he posted today basically said that the mavericks thought they had ross uh verbal commitment and then when they finished their game on sunday i guess or saturday uh he was he changed his mind and go to the suns and he said you know the contract details aren't out there yet but the suns didn't use all of their mid-level exception this summer so they have they can offer more than the veterans minimum which is all the Shout out to robert sarver being a cheap ass (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh once again if you think about JaVale mcgee and you know he a dude that has basically been playing on nothing but veteran minimums since his last big contract uh that he got with denver i think i think since that since yeah. that contract right now and he's been on nothing but veteran minimums if the mavericks would have just done that again they might have terrence ross right now i mean who knows maybe See, that they, one you know that's so, tough but maybe i don't know
0: that one's hard for me because when it comes to like mid-level stuff, you very rare, first of all, I don't know if that's entirely accurate because McGee didn't get all of it because they gave some of it to Hardy for the four-year.
1: Right, middle. but they still could have just given McGee a veteran, like a veteran. Right, Did you
0: have to. Now the yeah. flip side is is like I don't recall lots of instances where teams don't play like pay a player an entire exception if it's available. Maybe I'm wrong. So yeah, I don't like, know how
1: often teams go into so a season it, it, with with a little spots. Attack. It's
0: yeah. yeah and, and that's where I'm just like, like from a huge, like, like 50,000 foot perspective, it annoys me. But in this specific case, I'm kind of like, okay, I get it. Like, this is where Sarver who wouldn't pay for anything, Suns. <laughs> like it just works out in the sun's favor. Now, is this a know. thing
1: where if they would like, if that happened, at the time, like in October, we are like, why aren't these cheap bastards using their mid-level? Why are they, you know, like... Well, not, you
0: know, but this is what, what it comes cool. about. Like, I've been thinking about this, and you know, this is before Kid and Nico, so I can't really hold their feet to the fire on this. But, you know, several years ago, the Mavs picked up um, <laughs> Willie and... Who was our other tiny guard from... Trey self? Burke. Trey Burke off of the buyout. And then um, they're, they're both bought out by their teams. They're just floating out there. And then they re-signed both of them to contracts that no one else was offering using their exception that offseason.
1: Yeah.
0: And for the life of me, I will never understand that sort of – it's like you go back and you earnestly look at like where the Mavericks have given true free agent money. The best signing of like the last several years is Bullock, Seth Curry, and then that might be it.
1: Then you have to go back to Jose Calderon and Monte Ellis. Yeah,
0: it's it's just tough. And granted, free agency is a lot tougher than we make it out to be. So sometimes we're not being yeah. fair, but it's – you just have to – I feel like when it comes to team building, this – for, for a very long time, everyone – it's like, well, we're just – we're going to give up this roster spot. you know. And, and, you know, you and I have been wrong on some stuff. Like, we very much went after them. We were thrilled that they got rid of Barea. And then, you know, I think with hindsight – Brea made a big difference in the, in kind of the connectivity between the coaching staff and the players.
1: Mm -hmm. And so it's,
0: I I just find myself frustrated because this Mavericks team is capable of winning a whole lot of basketball games on the pure talent. But I don't know, like Kyrie's playing a lot of minutes and he's a small guy with an injury history. And I don't know how reasonable it is to assume that he can just continue to go like this.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's such a bigger conversation. Yeah, like, yeah you, but that's you, where it's
0: like the depth just do plays anything. in. That's all. That's yeah, what yeah. I mean.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, they got one more game to the uh to the uh All Star break. Maybe they can recoup there. But maybe,
0: yeah. Man,
1: if your defense is in a bad way, they play Denver in Denver.
0: Well, and if they lose this, they fall to eighth, which is going to be yeah. that's going to be a bitch for the discourse.
1: Yeah, and I mean the discourse. I mean, what the they're. Two wait, they would have they, tied.
0: They would have. They would have been the three seed. I think had they beaten the Kings. Yeah, and so Which they're in,
1: so they're one and oh with Kyrie without Luca, and they're zero and two with Kyrie and Luca. So I'm sure that's uh, they're, they're
0: they're two and zero, two and oh with just Kyrie.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: So, <laughs> oh God! I know. I know. I hate it. I will say, like the last thing that I wanted to touch on was in the pregame, like the first real media availability is press conference, like. Kyrie got asked about his future and basically politely said, I don't want to talk about this right now. And the journalist and content maker in me, and I'm not really a journalist, but the person that that focuses on content is like, that's a bullshit answer. Bah, 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 bah. The fan and the person who watches this team every night and the fact that he's only played four games with the team I think that's a perfectly reasonable request right now. I really do. I don't want to hear about this stuff. I don't want to talk about it all the time. I'm, I it's great for clicks. It just <laughs> is so good to talk about this stuff for our for our own gain. But I don't want to talk about it. And I'm I'm with Kyrie
1: on this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean and also it's like it's one of those things where I think they can only can't they only offer him right now? Right. So like they, even if both sides were like, let's do it four years, max contract. They can't even legally sign that contract till the summer. So like there's, there's nothing to talk about, you know, like there's so, if they can't even legally give him the money that he wants right now, it honestly makes sense. Like, why are you even talking about it? Like, yeah, you know, I actually commend, like, this is going to be one more off the court headache that maybe we can potentially scratch off the list, you know? So I actually, I'm with you. I'm like, that's fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> What else is there to talk about? They can't offer no. him the max. He's not going to take it to your contract extension. Like, so there well, you let's go. Let's revisit in the offseason. It's fine. Yeah. Go
0: win some games. And if they yeah. really want him, then they'll make the case. Right. And then he will either sign it or he won't. And if he doesn't, then we'll have
1: <laughs> we'll a there. whole
0: different discussion. And I am <laughs> i don't want to have that one right now. It's, 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 I, anyway, I was just sort of thinking about that today because it, you know, it became kind of like the, the topic du jour online and, and, you know, with, how Kyrie has spoken with press over at various points over the last several years, it frustrates me because sometimes he has been very, very like talk down ish. But I also think the press can lose their minds now and then particularly with the content creation stuff. So it's like for this, I'm just, I'm just going to say, okay, let's not do it. Let's just watch. Like there's so much great basketball stuff to talk about with these guys as we just did for 40 minutes. So Right. you know we'll stick with to that you. for a while i'm with you okay i'm gonna go host a live show we're gonna see how mad people are um it's been like the comments i love the commenters that 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 participate in this but like that first game people were pretty grumpy i'm not looking forward to this one for the same reason yeah because
1: i mean this basically doubled down and it like i mean if Kyrie yeah. doesn't turn into basketball jesus for 12 minutes i mean could you imagine going to this live show if they lost? I almost 25 would have rather points?
0: like like so as much as I really like that, I almost would have because re- you can chalk it up and just be like, you know, what they got their asses kicked. That happens some nights.
1: Yeah, that's it's true.
0: just I don't know. This is, Hey, the, you wrote this that the Mavericks are the team to talk about. There's always something <laughs> every day, every game. Um, yeah. All right, Kirk Henderson, Josh Bow, We'll be back to cover the Denver game, um, and then. Yeah, we got a nice column up tomorrow. Uh, Meta Robinson wrote kind of on this exact subject, like whether Luca can play differently. I liked her post. Um, and then we'll have, we'll be running the Justin Holiday news, just because I didn't really want to push it, <laughs> because I'm just like I can't get emotionally invested in a buyout guy. <laughs>
1: no 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 me either me i can't do these stanley johnson i tweeted i I
0: was like everybody that has a strong opinion on these guys is lying
1: yes they are (laughs)
0: even me Uh, all right guys everybody be good have a good tuesday wednesday and we will talk to you guys on wednesday night